Hi, so this is week six of the Sunday school class we're doing on Family on Mission. Um, so this is week six. It's coming out of chapter four of the book. Um, so, and this is for the class on May 10th. So um, jumping right in now, the, um, the chapter is titled Up, In, and Out as Family on Mission. The book, and so this class, keep referencing up, in, and out. Um, it's been called, we've called it, and Mike's called it, the three dimensions of Jesus's ministry. He calls it the three great loves. Um, he has another term for it um, um, that I'm forgetting right now. But, so we keep talking about these three dimensions of Jesus's ministry. Um, basically, this week, we're looking at how Mike and Sally foster those three dimensions of Jesus's ministry in their missional communities, how they, how they expand and grow those dimensions. So um, in case you're picking up, you haven't, or you can't remember maybe from past weeks, up is the dimension of Jesus's life where the uh, strong relationship he had with the father in is the relationship he cultivated with the disciples where he invested in them. So it's an inward focus at the body and out is his missional focus, his direction, or his missional direction. So um, basically, I'm gonna start out with a quote from Mike. Um, we all function best in the context of a family on mission. So what does it look like to build family on mission today? What are some footholds we could use to scale this mountain? What kind of equipment do we need? How do we begin? That's what the rest of this book is all about. So the next three chapters we're going to look at are a zoomed in view or a close up look at up one chapter, then an entire chapter devoted to in, an entire chapter devoted out, just so you can kind of know where we're going. Um, basically, um, so now we're going to, this chapter is kind of like how what what are the keys to getting those three things going though right so this touches back on something we heard from mike in an earlier chapter that i found really interesting um mike says we participate in god's ongoing work by building and extending families on mission in our own lives so we and the way we do that is we build and extend these families on mission by by building the three dimensions of the three great loves. So it's very straightforward and very simple, right? But that's one of the beauties about Mike's work. He's not trying to make it complicated. Um, how do we do this, right? So we want to expand our, we want to expand our, uh, or extend our families on mission on our own lives by investing in these three dimensions. So Mike says, any family on mission rooted in Jesus will have his shape. Oh, let me back up. So basically, why are we doing that though? Why are we mimicking Jesus's um, ministry? Aren't there other parts of his ministry we could mimic? Um, why, how did he pick these three? Um, I, think, I think Mike would say that these are really all encompassing. But, you know, why are we trying to, you know, why this lens? And Mike says, any family on mission rooted in Jesus will have his shape. 
the Russian mafia functions as a family on mission, but neither their mission or vision nor their family values reflect the shape of Jesus' life very well, of course. If our family on mission is going to reflect the life of Jesus, what does it need to look like? So he's saying we need to have Jesus' core dimensions or his core values. Um, and again, I apologize for repeating this over and over, but when we look at the life of Jesus and have these three relation relational orientations, right? So if our families are going to be shaped by Jesus, they will also have this up, in, and out shape. It's orientation. Um, so basically, the missional community then, and or I've also called it an extended spiritual family on mission, um, but the missional communities are a vehicle that helps us to live out these three relational, relational orientations as a community, helping us to live them out together um, and to do it the way, and, and we're doing it the way Jesus' spiritual family did because he knew best how to train people to think like he did and to live like his father. So one really interesting Mike Breen says is Jesus represents the kingdom of heaven or the family of heaven. And he comes to earth and he establishes the family of heaven's values here on earth. And that was a neat way to look at it. So, <clears throat> so the missional community, Mike believes, is the vehicle Jesus used and that the early church used to help their members to live out these three dimensions and to balance their lives. So um, another way to look at this is we want our spiritual communities to form disciples that live in the way of Jesus. And the best way to do this is to form communities that live in the way of Jesus. So um, that young, you know, young people coming up through our church and um, people who are exposed to our church who are, are joining or spending time with us, um, they don't have to then figure out what does it mean to live like Jesus. If they're spending time with us and we're living like Jesus, they can they do what we are showing them. Um, so basically from there, so that's mostly background. Um, thank you for sticking with me. Um, and now basically where the rubber meets the road, Mike basically connects those three relational, relational orientations to one specific practice. And we're going to look at those briefly today, like I said, and then in depth in the weeks to follow. So the up dimension, the dimension of Jesus and us and our relationship with God. Um, Mike basically says that the practice that ensures healthy relationship to God within his missional communities is he has spiritual parents. So someone or, or someone's a group of people um, who take responsibility for the spiritual welfare and development of the family. Um, Mike points out Jesus and John so Jesus and, the, Jesus and the Apostle John referred to members of their spiritual families as dear children or little children. And Paul reminds the Corinthians that he is their spiritual father. Um, so all three means of moving in the three spiritual directions, um, all, three mean, um, all three means of moving in the three spiritual directions were very interesting to me. It is interesting and awesome that this is the means of helping a spiritual family grow giving them good spiritual parents. Um, one thing that I like about Mike's vision for mission is that it doesn't simply ask us to do more. It doesn't just lay kind of heavy weights on us without showing us more. So if you would move forward in mission as a part of a missional community, you would have spiritual parents to help you. 
or you would offer spiritual parenthood to your missional community, depending on where you were in that um, in that relationship. So on that note, the next practice, the practice of predictable patterns is no different. Uh, it's offering us something to help us uh, with where we're trying to go. So, so the up dimension, spiritual parents. We'll take a much longer look at that in the weeks, uh, next week. So our direction, our relationship with God, spiritual parents help us to do that, to grow in our relationship with God. Now, the in, the in dimension, how missional communities um, learn to grow in their, relationship, in their relationship with the rest of the missional community, with the rest of the spiritual family. Um, Mike says that the key to this is predictable patterns. Um, when we think of living missionally, very few of us would think predictable patterns. That's what we need. Um, or that, that would be one of the big three practices that make it work. But like I said, missional communities are not designed uh, just to work you harder. They're not just mission, mission, mission. They're designed to make, they're designed, like I said, around the style of ministry of Jesus. So they're, they're here to help us. They're designed to help us find life in Jesus, to strengthen our foundation, our relationship with God um, and with each other so that then we can be more fruitful. And uh, Mike says that spiritual families need predictable patterns in order to thrive. Um, this chapter, that chapter that was, we'll do in a couple weeks, but the chapter on predictable patterns was the most eye-opening and exciting for me of all the chapters. Um, so for what it's worth. Um, the MC, the missional community, also incorporates Jesus' practice of investing in his disciples. Some of the predict predictable patterns of Jesus' ministry that Mike points out are Jesus had regular meals with his disciples. He brought them when he was teaching, doing the itinerant teaching and um, synagogue, you know, and when he was uh, going to the synagogue to teach. Um, he brought them on times of retreat and rest, um, brought them to the synagogue, temple worship. He taught them how to pray and he prayed with them. So the book of Acts, which Dave is going through right now, I think shines the clearest spotlight, perhaps, on predictable patterns um, with what the early church did or what they practiced, where they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the breaking of bread, fellowship, prayer. Um, very clear, predictable patterns there. Um, Mike says that families on mission need predictable patterns to help develop security in the family members' lives. So you develop security, and then this helps folks to grow. Um, so the last dimension, or the last kind of anchor that relates to the outward dimension is uh, missional purpose. So as I said, the outward dimension of Jesus's ministry was mission. And so what the way you kind of create that within a missional community is you create missional purpose. Um, so it's, it's probably pretty clear that a missional community needs a mission, right? It's in the name, but we know in theory that if we're in line with Jesus' teachings and his lifestyle, um, then, you know, we should have, we should have mission. We know that we should have, should make disciples. We know this in our heads. Um, but as Mike says it, we need a sense of purpose that's greater than ourselves, 
Um, for example, Jesus was about his father's business. So we need to cultivate that kind of missional purpose within a missional community. Interestingly, this is not general, yeah, 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 we need to have a mission. This is specific. The missional community is meant to be a natural, is meant to be um, a manifestation of God's kingdom on earth. And it's, it's supposed to be rolling that out for people. And the way it does that is a very tangible way. And the way you do that is you don't have a thousand plans. You have one plan, for example, or you don't, um, you take it from being general to being specific. So that's a key to the missional community. Um, so going on now about the purpose greater than ourselves, Mike, another description of this that Mike gave was it's reaching for reality that transcends and own a that transcends a missional community's own existence their missional purpose uh sorry i think this is he's referencing the life of jesus their missional purpose was the driving force of their lives okay so he's talking about like the early church their missional purpose was the driving force of their lives the thing that compelled them to sacrifice and surrender their agendas for a greater good families on mission need missional purpose for their family to have a sense of forward movement and like I just said, knowing that we should, knowing we should and knowing how, so knowing that we should have a mission and knowing how are different things. So the question becomes, okay, well, how do you have this missional purpose? How do we join God in thy kingdom come? It's general direction. And how do we actually go and make disciples? So basically, um, this gets a little bit theoretical. Mike's start point for this, he has something he calls the family on mission triangle. Um, so basically it's, <clears throat> the triangle is just, it's meant to be something you hold on in your head. So it's not meant to be complicated. So the triangle is just, of course, what do you think? Up, in and out. And we use it, it's a tool that he uses within his missional community over and over again to kind of um, instruct them. And this is one example of how he says he does that. So he says the, the family on mission triangle starts as a picture, a vision of reality, a truth to see and receive, but then it becomes a mirror. We see ourselves in it and we're able to evaluate our own lives through it. But that's not the final stage. The last phase is when it becomes a window. We now see the world through the truth to which it points. In other words, it becomes a framework through which we see all of reality. It's how we go from simply having knowledge of facts to obtaining wisdom for life. We don't just know something new. We are, we are able to live in a new way because we now see life through this window, which gives us access to more wisdom than we had before. So there's a lot there. I don't fully understand it, um, I'm sure. But showing you know how as a missional community, you're taking this triangle, this up in and out kind of uh, picture and you're using it first of all to look at just to um, just to see truth and just to receive that truth then it becomes a mirror that you're looking at yourself through it and you're saying am I am I doing this and then it becomes a window that you look through so kind of working that's something that, that people as a group in missional communities we would be working through how to do that so I thought that was a nice picture of um, a nice general picture of how Mike kind of works that in. So um, I guess I already said, I already got to how we're going to take a deeper look at all three of those dimensions in the next three weeks. 
Um, the next question that Mike kind of grabs or kind of poses after talking about the family on mission triangle is if these three components need to be in place up in and out for a healthy family on mission, how healthy is your family on mission right now? So he's asking you to start using it as a mirror right there. That question is using it as a, or not as, yeah, as a mirror, sorry. So basically um, what he says is, as in terms of spiritual parents, if you remember, that's Mike's way of uh, enforcing or training people, enforcing is a terrible word, um, training people in the dimension of their relationship with God. So um, spiritual parents are the way that he does that. So how well is everyone parented? Parented, Are you growing to be a spiritual parent who can have children who can reproduce themselves in the life of another? Are you able to offer your life as a living example of what it looks like to follow Jesus? If you're not the parent, are you learning from the example of a parent who has assumed a leadership role? So what he says is, okay, we're going to use this, this um, family on mission triangle as a mirror now. Do you have spiritual parenthood in your life? Are you either parenting or being parented. He says, rate yourself, score yourself on a scale of one to 10. Then he goes to predictable patterns, again, using it like a mirror. Are your rhythms as a family, as a spiritual family, predictable or does it feel chaotic? Do people in your oikos, a little Greek for you there, do people in your spiritual family respond in predictable ways to each other or does the behavior change depending on mood or circumstance? So again, score yourself in terms of predictable patterns. And then missional purpose. Um, this is interesting. Mike says, is it clear? Does it look like Jesus? Do the members of your family know what your purpose is? And what your, your group purpose is? Is it reflected in the way you talk with one another and the way you spend your, your time? So uh, that, there's an expression about whatever gets measured, um, that's what improves. So I think just in general, like, are we talking about what we're called to do? Is it clear? Um, are we having conversations around it? That, to me, is a huge goal um, for missional communities, is just to have people within missional communities actually talking and sharing what they're learning about their missional purpose, how they're going about it, and sharing ideas, um, talking about the significance of prayer and, and abiding and all those things. So. Just having like having dialogue about that. Um, so the last thing kind of that might one of the last thing that Mike closes with is before he says, before moving on to the next chapters, spend some time praying. Bring whatever stood out to you to the Lord, asking him, What do you want me to know about this? Spend time listening to God, asking him to teach you about it so you can make a plan to change and grow in the way in which God is calling. So take some time to reflect on that. Um, and so I think that's something that we'll hopefully get to, but I, I also wanted to include it in this just as an example of how Mike instructs and, you know, just practically how we instruct people and ourselves in growing in the three dimensions. So um, one thing I kind of like stepping back now and wrapping up, um, I just wanted to kind of look at quickly now, there's a lot of information there, um, and I thought it was really practical. That's what I really like about Mike 
but it, let's kind of look at what MCs are offering, not just to you, but to your nuclear family and to JCC. If we start incorporating those ideas as God is leading us, um, look at what that offers and just to kind of roll that through your head. Um, so spiritual parenthood, predictable patterns, missional purpose, hopefully. Those are all exciting things. Um, um, as I was reflecting on it, that's the kind of environment I want to be discipled in. And I would say even more importantly, that's the kind of environment I want my son, Mark, to be discipled in. Um, that's what I want my nieces and my nephews um, to be discipled in. That's what I want for, you know, I was, me and Heidi had the opportunity to meet some of the um, high school, some of the youth group. And um, that's what I would hope for them. And, and, and ultimately, that's what I hope for everyone, obviously. But um, just an environment that kind of where we have all those things available to us. So um, just kind of reflecting on that. And then I have a, a question for us. So Mike and Sally's experience with missional communities began when they they'd had 10 or 15 years in ministry and they asked themselves, they kind of were up, they burnt out and they were having a hard time making disciples. So they asked themselves, what if we invited people into our lives as our missional model? So their, their turning point for them, a big turning point for them was that question. And um, so the question I have that this chapter and the last chapter kind of prompts is, what if we stop seeing our Christian lives as being divided into Sunday's worship gathering and possibly on fellowship to do our up, our worship of God and our investment in each other, and then leaving individuals as the vehicle for doing out? What if instead we saw a missional community family as our primary vehicle for teaching up, in, and out? Not leaving out the other needed vehicles, the other needed tools, but um, but what if? What? How would that influence us in our personal walk with God and our ability to make disciples? Um, so I think that's about it, wrapping up. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So um, thanks for your time.